nobody ain't got to convince me of what I do. I do what I do because I do what I do because I'm built from something. And man didn't create it. Welcome to the hottest podcast in the Central Valley, Home Team Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Home Team Podcast. I have a treat for you listeners listeners today. The crowd has checked in and requested this individual. He had the most requests, and here he is blessing us on the show today. He's none other than Kerman's very own, Efren Gazar. Efren, thank you for accepting the invite. Thanks for having me, Robert and Bobby. How have you been during this uh, COVID time? And Honestly, it's been a struggle. I think uh, for everybody personally, mentally, being at home, trying to work from home, um, just the Every day, I think now since March, we're used to it. So I hate saying it, but it is the new norm. And hopefully we get through this quickly. Yeah, hopefully with prayers. And um, how's the family getting through it? I mean, you guys just being so active, me knowing your whole family. I mean, you guys are either practice, meetings, it's games, it's constantly something. I mean, how did you guys adjust to that? It, it was uh, pretty hard to adjust to that. I think uh, I, I could speak for the majority of the kids in this community and, and parents, uh, the normal changed overnight and making those adjustments to get back to normal with this new virtual learning. Um, it's, it's quite a challenge, but um, they're adjusting well. You know, I can only speak for my kids, but um, I know there's kids struggling out there in, in, in our society right now. Yeah. Do you think it's more the, the younger kids or do you think it's more the secondary? I think it's across the board. Across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till the kids get back. It's been uh it's been really boring working on campus with the kids. Um, how's your wife doing? Good. She's back on campus and, and doing her daily principal duties yeah. um, as best she could, considering the situation that everybody's in. Now, do you think when we get back, the talk is January 11th coming back. Do you think when we get back, um, do you think we'll ever get back to what was our norm? Or do you think there will always be something lingering? It's going to take some time, I think, for us to get through this. Um, the hybrid model is going to be pretty much the the future of school for next semester. And hopefully by next year, we're back to normal. And someone was saying something to me that was pretty interesting. But they, they were telling me that it's, uh, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but it prepared the school to get the kids closer to how college teaches yeah, I can see that. that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, my when I finished college and, and went back to get my teaching credential and my administrative credential, my master's, it was all online. So yeah. um, it's pretty much a norm right now, and it's it's a easy transition, I think, for students to go into a college setting where they were learning virtually, because um, a lot of them are doing it now. Uh, my daughter's been doing it, and um, she's thriving. So yeah. I think it'll be a a blessing in disguise. In some sense, I guess. Yeah, in due time, I guess. Yep. Uh, now, Efren, for those who don't know you, for those outside of Kerman or those new to Kerman, um, tell us a little about your upbringing. Well, I'm one of 10, um, nine living. Uh, my oldest passed away when I was four, actually today, 41 years ago. So, oh, wow. Um, grew up in the projects. They called it the Terrace. Um, so we didn't like calling it the projects, but everyone knew it as that on being ninth. And, you know, nine kids growing up in a little four bedroom apartment that <laughs> all the brothers shared, all the sisters shared, and my parents had their own room. But um, it was quite a challenge, I think, for me, because I 
Spanish was my first language and then going through school and being held back in elementary school, um, I think helped me tremendously. And I think my parents instilled a work ethic in all of us, um, taking us to work in the fields, pretty much seasonal. Um, I was the lucky one, the middle one. I got to go with my dad to Washington and work in the apples and cherries. <laughs> so everyone else, as they got older, got jobs immediately once they turned 16, but they, they still weren't off the hook. You know, the weekends were with mom and dad in the fields. Yeah. How many boys in the family and girls? Five boys, four girls currently. And then my oldest was a boy. Huh. Yeah, so we have similar similar upbringing. There was, there was 10 and nine living and uh, grew up the same way. It's funny, parents take one room, the girls take one room, so only leaves two for the rest of the, <laughs> yep. the, rest of the boys. And uh, so you went, you went through school here in Kerman? You went to the... All the way from elementary through high school. How were your high school years? Great. Some of the best, man. If I could go back, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I know a yeah. lot of kids talk about, can't wait to get out. Enjoy those years. Um, we had some great athletic teams that went through Kerman High School and I was fortunate to be a part of one and uh, it was just great. I, I, would, I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah, I remember the, your, those basketball teams were more the football teams because uh, a lot of people don't know the story, but I just, I, I went and watched a game of yours in football and I took a liking to how you played. And I don't know if you remember, but I think you're working at McDonald's and every morning I would go by McDonald's yep. and hey, great game. And I would kind of give you the numbers of what I saw, you know, and and uh, yeah, people are like, what? Are you, did you really? You know, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. how I met you. That's how I met yeah, you. It's true. But uh, what made that that class that you were in good? You know, we had a lot of guys that um, worked not only in the weight room, but off the field. Um, we're always together. We always did everything together. I mean, we would take, uh, we do team meals on Thursdays. We drive to Fresno to um, forget the name of the restaurant. Um, all you can eat buffet and we go as a team and it just, you know, grew. Um, we're really tight. We held each other accountable. And I think um, to some extent, every guy that was on that team um, knew what it took to, to go to the next level. And a lot of them ended up going and playing at the next level. We had quite a few that went on to play um, right out of high school. Um, Tony Baez, Jason Cardenas, Matt Armstrong, Justin Delgado, Sam Chaney, I mean, George Perez. Yeah. And then I decided not to and, and just go to school. So, but, and then later on in life, it, it, I got the itch and went back and ended up playing at Fresno State. Now that's probably the most decorated team, I would say, coming out of, well, in a long time anyways. Yeah, until recently when we had that really good team with Sean Chambers. But um, yeah, a lot of guys went on to play at the next level and it, uh, it's a reflection of, of the hard work that we put in and the coaches instilled in us. Now, when you said uh, you had your Thursday meals, you guys went and did it as, uh, on as friends, team mm -hmm. teammates. You guys did it on your own? Yep. We take over that place. Yeah. See, that's what makes something special. Was that home team, uh, hometown buffet? Hometown buffet. There you go. <laughs> it, was a, it was a staple for us, man. Every Thursday we'd go as yeah. a group. So. Yeah. Well, I remember you guys killed my alumni. A couple of times that year, and I don't think you ever lost to him in your high school no, career, right? Never, never. And it was a long time coming. Even you know, going in as freshmen, we ended up going five and zero, undefeated, unscored on. And then our sophomore year, we beat them as well. And then our junior year, we beat them. And then our senior year, we beat them twice. Yeah, I know you guys got them the first time. The second time, I was like, "Nah, they can't get us again. Yeah. It's at home. At and, home, man." And uh, 
And how they got the home game, I don't know. How they got it over we, you guys, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, we don't know either. Even though we beat them in the regular season, they ended up getting the higher seed, but it ended up working out for us. Uh, even though my alumni lost, that was real exciting. Yeah. Real exciting football game. Yeah, then we had to go to Tatchby and play the undefeated team when it ended up winning the Valley Championship uh, that year. So it was brutal. And that freezing was in the cold. snow, wasn't yeah. it, or something? Yeah, yeah, it was freezing. So let's get this this out of the way. Who was the better athlete, you or Tony? I would give it to Tony. Tony better yeah. athlete? I mean, he's still functioning. I'm falling apart, man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say the opposite, but uh, um, mad respect for that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's his. you talk about a work ethic. That's We fed off each other, and I was glad to have him as a, as a teammate. Yeah. He's a good guy. Hopefully, maybe I can get him on here. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, you talked about going straight to work after high school. And then you decided to... Yeah. Um, so I had an opportunity to go walk on at San Diego State. Actually, Tony and I both, um, we even took an unofficial trip down there and fell in love with it. And that year, the coach was released. So that plan kind of went out the window. And then I had an opportunity to go play at St. Mary's College. Um, and I was literally ready to go. And I something just told me, you know what? It's time to hang it up. So I did. And um, it all ended up working out for me so I just went to try to walk on at Fresno State and you know they had a full squad and, and it's not easy from a small town in the west side uh, to try to walk on at Fresno State and they just basically said we're sorry we don't have room for you even as a walk on and just left it at that and went to school and worked. Worked at the hospital two jobs actually I was working at uh, Valley Medical Community Center yeah. and then Kaiser um, and then I was actually doing data entry um, on the side with my wife Oh wow! So you were you were pretty busy. Yep, and coaching. So I really never left. So I started coaching with Coach Arax as an assistant on the JV squad, and then um, having to practice with the players because we didn't have enough guys. But <laughs> <laughs> those are the days those you can the, still do. Yeah, it. exactly. And then, uh, so what led you to making it on that team? What what? Why did you stay persistent? Was there a change? Or? Uh, well, you know, after. I graduated in 94, and then in 97, Sweeney retired, and Coach um, Hill came in, and my brother's the one actually called me and says, hey, this is your chance, you know, you know, at least give it a shot. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, shoot, I haven't done anything for three years. What am I, what the heck am I going to do? Um, but, you know, when I went, showed up, I even brought tapes and, you know, met with Coach Hill, and he basically just said, we start on this date, make sure you bring your cleats, and the rest is history, you know? Yeah. Um, but still had to work and, you know, going to school full time and then trying to play football. Um, that was the, the challenge. And then being the weakest, slowest DB um, in the entire program was was pretty much uh, sums it up for me. I was like thinking, what am I getting myself into? Um, but, you know, the persistence and, and the never quit mentality, I think got me through it. Yeah. Now, for those listening, this man is not slow and he is not weak so if he's if he's compared to those other athletes and he thinks he's that way then they must have been very fast um what most memorable memorable game that you had as a bulldog uh, I was probably on ESPN um and they called my number you know I was gonna get the get the start and it was against uh, Utah and I ended up getting I think it was Utah I got a Pick six, and my entire family was there, so that was awesome uh, that's for me. Cool. Yeah, I, I think uh, 
and you probably had me jumping up and down watching that also. <laughs> <laughs> Always been a fan. What was the craziest moment? Oh man, the craziest moment. I don't know if it's crazy, but I think getting my bell rung by Michael Pittman at practice, uh, trying to tackle him, uh, went low, caught his thigh, uh, and lights out for me, man. That was probably the craziest. And that was in the now red lot where we would practice um, before they built the practice facility. So we were, you know, practicing in bulldog barbecue ashes and bottle caps and yeah. who knows what else. But um, that, you know, in terms of crazy, that, that would be it. Um, but being on the plane for the very first time was when I was at Fresno State. And yeah. that was uh, quite exciting. <laughs> How did you get yourself ready to take that first plane trip? Oh, man. And I'm claustrophobic. So it was, you know, headphones and just close my eyes and pray for the best. <laughs> <laughs> the guys mess around with you? Uh, no, no, no. Now, that team also had several GoPro also, right? Yeah, Corey Hall, Michael Pittman, you know, Billy Volick, um, Kevin Jordan. I mean, there's tons of guys that during the two years that I played there went on and played. Yeah. So it just seemed like you were blessed throughout your athletic career yeah. with a team that was yep. guys that moved on every time that, that you were on those teams. Um, so your college career is closing out. How'd you feel? Um, it was went too fast, man. Two years uh, playing football, but still, you know, and then getting awarded a scholarship my senior year and then also giving me an additional year of scholarship to finish my degree was um, was great and um, got to quit my jobs because I couldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was still a struggle, you know, married and, and a baby on the way uh, our senior year. So it was, uh, it, it went too fast. Definitely yeah. went too fast. I bet. Um, so you get done with that and then you come back home. Yep. I was actually, I ended up going back to work at the hospitals. Uh, they gave me my jobs back. Um, and then I get a call from my former coach, Mike Oda, just out of the blue. What are you doing? Oh, I'm, you know, finishing up school. I just, I'm about done. And um, he goes, well, we can't find a PE teacher to replace me. And I was like, what? Replace you? Where are you going? And he goes, oh, he's moving to Fresno Unified, took a, a position there. And I was thinking, man, maybe I should try this. And at the time, I, I was still going to um, LA. I signed with an agent and was hoping to get a you know free agent contract, but that didn't pan out. I could have gone Arena League or possibly um, Canada, but it didn't pan out. And you know, I was like, what the heck? What am I? You know, why not? And so I went, applied for the job. I said, you have to do this. You got to get your teaching credentials. So they allowed me to work and then um, get my credential at the same time. So it's like, man, I think I can do this. Came back, best decision I ever made. Yeah. Now you come back home and uh, of course you, you're the PE teacher, you get the head coaching job, right? So you're the head football coach. And um, this was the first time I had been around several coaches and uh, actually quite a bit of coaches up until I came over to Kerman and I took I took a, a little bit from from all the good ones and uh but when you were the head varsity coach here at Kerman I had never seen a coach change the culture at a school and change the culture in a town the way you did 
your your you were relentless with getting Kerman football out in every store, out in every business, the banks, the pre, the people walking on the sidewalk. I mean, everybody was covered with red Kerman football stuff, and it was people who normally would never make it out to the game were now coming mm-hmm. out to the games. I had never seen the stands that filled before. It was it was it was crazy, you know. But uh, um, what vision did you have coming in? You know, coming in, it it was funny because <clears throat> I was told, I was recommended by, um, I think it was Gordon Pacheco. He says, hey, you need to, you know, reach out to Mike Sparks over at DP and sit down with the guy and pick his brain because, you know, DP football, man, that yeah. was, there were three guarantees in life, insurance, taxes, death, and Bronco championships. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I did, I reached out to him and he took me in with open arms, went through Gave me a bunch of, you know, files that he used, set up a system with his points, you know, in the weight room and, you know, what he required of the kids. And if they wanted to be a part of the program, they had to follow those, basically those things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I talked to him. I also talked to Coach Bray out in Kalinga and just picked his brain um, and got some tips and things from them. And one thing I think that really helped me was the guys I had around me, obviously, you know, Bobby, you were one of them, you know, um, Coach Carvalho. Kept him, Jess yeah. Reyes, I mean, Del Hawkins, I mean, the list goes on. Down at our JV staff with, you know, Johnny Sagarbella, um, Algozas were running the, the yeah. JV program. Um, and then, you know, just something told me we need to paint the town red, man. So, you know, I went to every business and here's what we want to do. If you guys, you know, on Fridays wear these shirts, you know, sell them to you at cost basically. And, yeah. you know, shoot, Burger King even did it. Carl's Jr. did it. I yeah. mean, it was the pizza places, the banks, like you said, it was... It was quite um, nice to see. Yeah, it was a, it was a. If if you if you did haven't experienced Texas football, you brought a little bit of Texas football <laughs> to Kerman. You know, without a doubt. I mean, it was it was exciting. Just leading up the week. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. start at Monday and you hear the, the talk everywhere. And you know, I remember going into the donut shop and the farmers that were in there drinking coffee on a Monday were already, you know, hey, what's the game plan? What does coach have in store, you know, for this team? And yeah. we got any trick plays and, you know, they're, <laughs> and then they're they're calling out plays that they used to call back in the day, you know, it was, it was hilarious. But as it, it went on, I mean, it just, it swelled up with excitement, yeah. you know, and definitely. And then Fridays, I mean, we couldn't get out of work in time when people were already pulling into the parking lot and it was, it was, uh, it was a great time. A golden era, I would call it, <laughs> a golden era. Now, getting to, you know, coming off of that, um, I know a lot of people called you the golden boy of Kerman, <laughs> you know. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, cool, you know, that's a compliment. But I think they meant it as a, oh, they just give him everything, you know. But it, it a lot of times I heard it from coaches in our league, coaches in the surrounding area. And, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, just to clear things up, I had never seen anybody give you anything, and I had never seen you ask for anything that you didn't work for. It's exactly right. That's why it never bothered me. Yeah. You know, just rolls right off my bat. And that's exactly what I saw. You just kind of shook it and went, you know, and you never let it slow you down or or anything whatsoever. But like you said, you know, you, you never asked for anything. You always worked for it, and, uh, you know, when you do it the right way, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Uh, another question is, uh, this has been debated round and round and round and round. And let's see if you remember this one. So we're going to settle it right here, whatever your answer is. Okay, <laughs> whatever your answer is. Uh, 
So you came, you called me up one day and you were getting like, I don't know, you ended up, I think, selling like 2,500 shirts or 2,000 shirts or something. It was a lot. And you were looking for a slogan on the on the thing. The original was one town, one team. One heartbeat. One heartbeat. And then who came up with one town, one team, one dream? Well, it was a little kid at the Pop Warner level named Robert Zavala. And it blew up, man. And we're still using that slogan to this day. Now, this has been debated over and over again. And... Uh, uh, more recently than anything else, because I think we never told anybody, you know, anything. But, um, but it was funny that every time you came up with some Chowchilla, Chowchilla followed and copied the exact same thing. <laughs> Remember the motorcycles? Yep. We were the only game on that 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 day, I think, anywhere. And uh, and then the next, the following day, they played and they had the motorcycles out there and. See, and he just bringing that stuff, you know, that's the, your creativity. You know, where did you find the room from doing everything that you were doing to? I ask myself that sometimes still today, man. It's just, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know, it's a drive that I have and I love football and I love the community. So I want to give these kids what, you know, what I had back then. Yeah. And more. It, it, was, it was a great time. I'll tell you, that was... Um. So you co ended up coaching till 2007, right? Yep. And then uh, we had a few big games there that we won. Um, <clears throat> we I had a discussion with uh, Dell Hawkins about what the biggest win in Kerman history was or which half game was the biggest win. Now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took a throw at the end of a game to win, and I love those kids and that team. But we went into a Taft game with, you know, some six shooters and they had heavy arsenal and we took the lead to start and never relinquished. And never. I, I think that was the biggest game, the biggest win between them two. I would agree. I would have to agree, man. That was, I remember going as a coach and we, on Sunday, we sat down, we're watching film. We're like, man, we have our hands full. I mean, this is going to be a no cakewalk by no means. Um, but the kids, man, they just came out and, and gosh, I can still see the plays in my head right now, man. It just, and even, you know, Manuel Rodriguez called a play, that darn double pass play. Um, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, it worked. I'm like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? Got nothing to lose, man. That was a, definitely a great game. Well, the week before when we were playing Lindsay, I believe, when Sprague and his, his coaching staff was there, I think it was Coleman... Jared's dad walking by as we were coming out for halftime had asked him, well, coach, what does it look like for next week? And he said, what kind of chance do we have? And I heard him say, slim and none. Yep. <laughs> I'll never forget that either. <laughs> oh, that was a great game. The odds were definitely stacked against us, though, going into that Taft game for sure. And then if it wasn't for a fifth-year senior uh, at DP, I think we would have ended up in oh, the uh, Valley Championship game. Yep. That was a tough game, man. Couldn't get a call. Remember, I'll never forget that either. <laughs> and everything we were doing. And then it took two years to move us up to D3. If we were to stay down D4, I think we went back to back Valley Championships. Oh, man. I think we should. We probably should have had three or four in that run. What could have been. Man. But that just, to me, that just goes. It, it. People don't get to see it or don't know about it because we don't have the rings to show it. But. Those, those, without a doubt, were championship teams. I think so, definitely. I mean, 
without a doubt. I mean, um, then you ended up retiring, and that team coming back was was a Valley Championship team because I think we beat the three Valley champions. We had three Valley champions in our league. Yosemite, yeah. DP, and was it Washington Union? Oh, man. Or Chowchilla, Washington. Probably. And, uh, yeah. And then it was brutal. Yeah, it was. Definitely brutal. It was a gauntlet, and then to stay, uh, to stay healthy. So you retired from head coach, but you didn't leave the program. No. Stayed involved. They immediately got um, into coaching with a youth program, mm-hmm. Pop Warner, and I haven't, really haven't left. I'm still involved, you know, running the program and, and the great support team um, with our coaches and parents and, you know, our, our executive board. I mean, we, we try to give these kids anything and everything they, they deserve. Yeah, they look pretty nice on game day out there. Um, I feel the worst thing that has happened for the football program at the high school was you ended up retiring. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I feel I, I feel, definitely miss it. I feel if it wasn't for your back, you know, health issues um, and opportunities, you know, if you, I think, I think if you would have stayed, you would have been like a Sparks and Sprague and, you know, those guys there. I I really think that, that um, it would have taken off because you had already built the foundation. You had the, the swell of the community behind you, behind the kids. It didn't matter at the time whose kids scored. They cheered for all the kids, you know, and uh, it was a community effort. But um, what do you think's missing today? Um, you know, it's it's hard. Um, it's hard to to pinpoint um, what it is. You know, we we had some great athletes that definitely could have helped us that you know left the yeah. program. Um, I think you keep these elite athletes because they were elite. Um, Kerman would have been unstoppable and I think we're, we're, we're definitely getting there. Um, you know, you look at last year's uh, Pop Warner program, you know, all three teams made it to the championship oh, yeah. and two came out victorious, but, um, and consistently they've been doing it. So I think the, it's going to be Kerman's turn very soon. Um, a lot of talented kids um, and, you know, I think our feeder program and our, and our coaches down at that level are doing a good job getting them ready. So I think, I think that time's coming. We're going to hit that peak really soon. And it seems like you guys got a group of coaches down there now that have been pretty committed to yes to staying down there. Mm-hmm. Um, can't do it without them. Yeah, and number one, definitely. Um. So if we ever get through this COVID and we start, how do you? Uh, what do you expect from this football season? It's you know, going to be awkward. It, it is. It's it's going to be definitely different. You know, they missed. All of summer, you know, technically right now, this time of the year for them is, is their summer. So um, you really can't use the weight room. Um, you're really limited on what you can, cannot do. Um, going into the season, you know, every, pretty much everyone has the same leveling plane. I mean, they're they're in the same situation as us here in Kerman. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see if, if we even get to play. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see come December. Well, I'm hoping I sure miss miss seeing something going on yeah. in Herman. Um, do you think that playing in the winter? Because I just go back to some of the coaching, some of the teams that we've coached, and anytime we had to go to Sierra late or or Yosemite late, we thought it was freezing. And now, if you play them, it is going to be freezing. I mean, do you think they'll see injuries that they normally wouldn't have seen 
when they start because of the cold weather and the kids just not warming up as well? Or You know, it's hard to say. Um, you know, there's uh, there's kids that are lifting weights on their own and, and preparing themselves. And I think those kids have an advantage if they're, they are doing that. Um, you know, it's it's science. It's hard to say. It really is hard yeah. to say. Um, well, you look at the NFL, they, you know, they, a lot of injuries happening now, oh, even in college. I mean, it's it's just, it's a unfortunate situation to be in if you're an athlete right now. And like you said, we've had, a, I think the freshman class that's there is probably the second class, I believe, of kids that are, that's pretty loaded with athletes. Yes. Yeah. They so are. it's going to be a battle of attrition, I guess. So yeah. you, you're going to be as good four as four to your, five years, man. It's, you're going to be it's as coming. good as your your third string, I guess, this year because of, like you said, injuries and and other stuff. You know, if you have a third string quarterback that could play halfway decent, you should, yeah, you'd be okay. Um, so now, I mean, you have you've had one, you've had a daughter go through the program, and uh, you have a son who's a senior going into a senior season. Um, how was it? I had, I coached my my kid in the sports that he played, but I didn't coach his positions. So I was never involved in his coaching, you know, at his position or, and was never in a, no, he's got to play. I'm calling the defense. He's got to play. You know, I, I knew, I knew how to refrain from, um, playing favorites and all that stuff right. that you hear other people say, oh, well, that's his kid, so he's going to play and whatnot. Um, did did you feel any of that pressure? Did you feel... Did... No, shoot. Lannon ended up getting cut his first year at Pop Warner level. He just wasn't ready. And even going through the system, um, he was a late bloomer, but, you know, come seventh, eighth grade year, he really started to explode and, and grow and, and become... You know, a, a little man. Shoot, he's already passed me up yeah. six two. Um, so I, never, never. And then your your daughter was. I thought she was really good at basketball. Yeah, she she loves it. I mean, lives, breathes it. Um, ended up going to really played there a year, and then just kind of got burnt out and told you know told us dad, I, I think I'm done. You know, I just you know she hurt her shoulder again and it's oh. sort of like you we're going to support you regardless of whatever you want to do and she got the itch back and transferred to city and now she's playing at fresno city oh is she really yeah. oh yeah. great that's good i was the other question was was she getting trying to get into coaching because i know she did a, she coached at the middle school level um loved it um won their first undefeated girls championship yeah. uh, this past year so uh, she really loves coaching i think she would make a great coach if she continue to do it but School's number one priority right now, and, and she is playing basketball, so coaching's probably going to have to take a back seat right now. Yeah. Well, she did a good job because I went down there, and the record she beat was mine. <laughs> <laughs> and not a pretty good girl on that team named Bree. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she did a good job. Um, do you expect her one day to be on the sideline coaching? You know, it, it depends on what, you know, she wants to get in the medical field. So if that happens... Um, Based on her schedule, I think um, if, if it works out for her, I think she definitely will get back on 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 the court and maybe the softball field at some point. So, yeah, it's yeah. in her blood. And like you said, your son your son is. Last time I saw him, he's a specimen, man. He's <laughs> he's definitely a lot bigger than I was at that age. I, I you know I wish I was his size and and actually had his speed because he, he was quicker than me. Yeah. Um, at that age, um, 
but you know the size and 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 gosh just his build is, is a perfect football build he's a swimmer you know he can play tennis now i mean the guy picked up a racket seventh grade year and learned the game and, and yeah. did really well his eighth grade year played his freshman year and then kind of hung it up and then stuck with basketball and football and then picked up swim and you know he's just non-stop yeah he's good he's he's well-rounded that's that's for sure um of course i see him all the time on on the basketball court mm-hmm. you know and he uh hopefully he's got he's got big year this year in, in football and in basketball i know they're counting on him to, to have a big year in both i hope know. so definitely he's probably the biggest guy on physically probably the biggest guy out there you know so i'm looking forward i'm excited to see how how that happens how that turns out for him and your little one you can't leave her out the boss she's the boss our little swimmer our little cheerleader she's definitely the one that keeps us on our toes <laughs> yeah that is for sure <laughs> she's uh yeah she's 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 just there she's something else uh you see her in all these different pictures people post pictures i see her here see her there you know and since little I've always like, uh, wow, she could hold a conversation when she was tiny. Like she could hold a conversation with an adult, you know, and and uh, and sound good. <laughs> She's something else, that's for sure. <laughs> Little princess, we call it. Yeah. Um. So now your current position after, uh, well, after you left uh, being a PE teacher, you you became an assistant principal and uh, enjoyed it. Definitely a, a, a struggle. Um, being an assistant principal and then still being involved in coaching and doing that. And, you know, after, you know, six, seven years of that, I had an opportunity to move on to the county office, which um, I couldn't pass up that opportunity. And and I'm glad I did. Um, I do miss being at the high school. I definitely miss the kids. Um, Then before I went to the county office, I went down to the continuation school and and really enjoyed that time there, um, working with those kids and the staff that was there. But like I said, I couldn't pass up an opportunity to, to advance in my career, and I'm glad I did. I enjoy my job, um, and also gave me the opportunity to run for school board and become a school board member. So, in my second term now, and and I enjoy being a part of that and doing you know anything and everything I can that's going to make uh, Kerman Unified stand out and, yeah. and uh, uh, provide great opportunities for our students in this community. Well, I think the board does a, a hell of a job. Thank you. You know, I, I think uh, since I've been there, I think the board has done uh, done a good job. And as the years go on, it, it, it seems just to get better and better, you know, uh, um, especially during this time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is a definitely not an not ideal year, I will yeah. say that. It's a um, lot of unknowns, a lot of, you know, what ifs. And we plan for something and then something else happens. So, you know, I, I tip my hat off to the staff um, at the district office and, you know, all the way down to the teachers to the classified. Um, it's not, so it was a transition for everybody. And I think um, what you guys are doing here, I say you guys, cause you're involved in the in, in the classified staff. It's, it's, it's great. And we couldn't do it without the right people in place and we have good people in place, so. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, is there any chance, even a far away chance that we see you on the sideline? Oh, heck yeah, someday. Yeah, I, def- I definitely could see myself. I, I, I'll, I'll be an assistant. I just, I miss it. Um, we were watching the Fresno State game yesterday, and I recorded it. <clears throat> Got home, and you know, my wife's saying, "What are you doing?" Well, I'm 
breaking down the film, you know, I did just the things that, and I was breaking down Colorado State's defense. So, um, and she was asking me a lot of questions. I said, well, this is where this guy made the wrong mistake. He jumped the underneath route and yeah. we were able to score a touchdown. Um, you know, he, or man coverage, man free, and he jumped the shallow route and you shouldn't have, he should have stayed deep and he probably could have had a pick, but, you know, so I broke it down to her and explained it to her and she, you know, understood. And this morning she's on, you know, you rewound that like eight times. I said, yeah, I, was, I wanted to make sure you understood every position and what every guy was doing and why this happened, why they scored a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, one of the things that helped me out in college is I was, you know, a student of the game. You know, I, I, respected my coaches, you know, scouting report that we got at the beginning of the week. I studied it and I studied film and, you know, film sessions on my own. Um, so, you know, not being the fastest guy on the field, I had to put myself in position to make plays. So, yeah. and that's, I think that's what really helped me out. Yeah. Well, I remember you always also uh, emphasizing the guys, the teams that we had, we didn't always have the fastest or the strongest guys, you know, so the but mental it, part was 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 very important, you know. Huge. Study study your important uh, your opponent, know where they're going to be, beat them to spots, you know. And and I think uh, you harping on them with that all the time is what really changed, you know, and got us going. Um, man, well, that gets me excited to know that that's oh, I'm, I I miss it. You know, why do you think I'm doing Pop Warner? You know, I enjoy it. I love it. I love being around it. Um, it's just you know <clears throat> in my blood. Uh, I don't know what, I don't, especially right now, not doing it. It's yeah. driving me crazy. I'm like everybody else, yeah. uh, including the kids. But yeah, it's like, what are we doing on a Saturday? Well, shoot, I'd be setting up the snack bar and messing with Phil Susan and, and <laughs> you know, our barbecue crew and our, you know, setup crew. So it's just, it's very different. Um, and I can't wait to get back to that, that normal, you know, Saturday yeah. and Friday night. No doubt. I, I miss hearing the, uh, Hearing the uh, Susan on the uh, on the mic, um, uh, go back and let's 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 talk a little bit about um, how big of a role your parents played. Um, you know, I think a lot of kids struggle because they come from a single parent home, and uh, you had both your parents. You know, large family, both your parents. You know, and uh, I always tell people that, like my parents, you know, we didn't always have have what we wanted but we had what we needed. Exactly. You know, and I didn't know we were poor, you know, until, you know, I got a little older and we were in middle school or we were in high school and I started seeing, well, they got the Jordans and I can't, you know what I mean? That's when I started to realize like, oh, okay, you know, I, I don't have this, but I, I still didn't feel like I was lacking anything. I was, you know, I think in the Hispanic homes, you know, there's a lot of love that goes around. There's a lot of tough love. Tough love, definitely. You, know? you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> a lot of tough love. But um, I think the anchor of every home is mom. Yep. They're the patriarch of the family. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, without them, we we wouldn't uh, be the people we are. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, your parents play a pivotal role, um, support. Um, also telling you no, <laughs> telling you the truth. Yeah. So um, never sugarcoated anything. You know, it was straightforward. This is yeah. what it is. And, and you have to find a way to deal with it or adjust to it. Um, come up with your own solutions to whatever problem you may have had. But, you know, they, they definitely set a foundation for all of us. And I yeah. think uh, if it wasn't for them, we, you know, we wouldn't be the people we are today. So yeah, they're definitely exactly. the, the the rock. And like you said, the moms are, are the patriarchs of the family. Yeah, because I, I know when, um, well, I remember your mom, beautiful lady. 
Thank you. You know, and and me not having mine either. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a hole that um, you just can't. I can't find enough to plug. Never. And I can't find enough to put in there to you, plug. You never will. You know, so it's a. Uh, your dad is doing well. Yep. Stubborn as all, and he uh, definitely keeps us in check still. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him at Garcia's Market. Now, this is a while back. Saw him at Garcia's Market, one of your brothers. He, I was standing in line. I looked back, and I saw him. I said hi to him, and he was talking to me. And I saw your brother walking over, and your brother walking over. And uh, I saw him looking at me and shaking his head already at me, right? And I was kind of looking at him like, what? And your dad's talking to him, and he's like, oh, how are you doing? And somehow our body positions ended up where he ended up closer to the line in front of me and I ended up back in his place and then he turned around and put his stuff on the thing and paid for it and got out and he looked back at me and smiled and, he, <laughs> and your brother looked at me he goes oh Papa Chewy got you <laughs> he definitely definitely a comedian my dad come up some some pretty uh, slick things <laughs> that was the first time I got somebody cut in line and I didn't feel disrespected. I felt happy because they get the conversation we had, and you know, and <laughs> it was it just it made me laugh after I walked out. Like, see, that's that's a that's a that's Papa Chu yeah. right there for you. <laughs> so <clears throat> we're gonna get into a little game where I'll, I'll name off a, a word, and then uh, it's a word game, and then you uh, say the first thing that comes to your head. All right, football, football, football. Uh, Fresno State. Oh, man. Coach Hill. Um, family. My parents. Kids. Love them. Your wife. Love her to death. Uh, the city of Kerman. Oh, if it wasn't for the city of Kerman. Now, I'm giving you a lot of words here. You know, I, I, I love it. And because of Kerman, um, and the people that were here when I was going through the system um, definitely helped shape me, along with my parents and my family support. But Community of Kerman's is a place that I don't think I'll ever leave. And uh, it, it back when you were growing up, it still was a time where it took a, a village to, you know, to raise the kids. By the time you got home from six blocks away, your parents already knew what you did wrong across mm -hmm. the across town. You know, um, <clears throat> um, when it's all said and done, Efren, when you your last day on this earth, how do you want people to to see you? Um, hopefully, as a as a role model and um, someone that people can look up to and and. Um, want to do the same for the community. I think um, the programs and everything that's involved in, in the city of Kerman, um, that's what I I hope. Well, I think you've already established that uh, without a doubt. I know you're someone I've always looked up to. You know, um, you've always been somebody that even if the answer is no, you, you were always honest. No, not at this time. It can't, you mm -hmm. know. And, uh, but you, the way you did it, it was always no, okay, it's no now, you know, it just, it's not the right time, you know, and, uh, but you've always been one of the most honest people that I've known. Thank you. Um, always done things right in my eyes, you know, um, love you to death. Love you too, man. Thank and, you. And uh, you were always, have always been a role model to my son, 
you know, and uh, you're all your coach. You are a coach. You are the face of Kerman football. You always will be. And uh, and if you ever come back, then you know you've got a. I'll, I'll fetch footballs for you or do something, you know, to, to awesome. get me back out of the chair and go back out there. But um, uh, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you guys having me. This is great. Thank you. Um, uh, I'd like to have you on again sometime. Sure. Um, go over some other topics and stuff, maybe what's going on, you know, in school as we get closer and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, say hi to the family. Definitely. And like I said, I love you to death. Love you too, man. Thanks for having me. Both Thank of you. Thank you I very appreciate much. appreciate it. And that's a wrap on another Home Team Podcast. Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in tonight. Special shout out to our supporters. Kerman Subway Sandwich, located in the Kerman Plaza Shopping Center, open seven days a week for all your sandwich needs. Also, Kerman Car Wash, located in the Kerman Plaza Shopping Center, the only drive through car wash in town. And finally, Home Team Printing, 14 years of excellent service in Kerman. Contact number is 559-352-9259 for all your screen printing needs.